are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. I'm Barry Nussbaum. Today on Because You Asked, we are honored to be sitting in the sukkah of Dr. Mordecai Khadar here in his beautiful home in Herzliya, Israel. Dr. Kadar is a world-famous expert on terrorism and the Arab-Israeli conflict, has lectured literally thousands of times to the troops and various academic institutions across Israel and elsewhere in the world. Dr. Kadar, thanks for joining me today. Pleasure. I really want to start out with the first question that we were talking about in the beginning, which is, in my hotel this morning, a very nice young man that printed some things for me was shocked and excited that I was going to meet you today. He said to me that in all his times in military intelligence, there was one lecture that he never wanted to end, and it was your lecture at the end of the intelligence training. Tell our audience why you're such a popular guy <laughs> when you lecture the young officers in Israeli intelligence. Well, in short, uh, I destroy uh, parties uh, to all those who think that they know everything. And by the way, this is why they keep inviting me to the uh, intelligence course which prepares uh, uh, officers to serve in the Israeli intelligence. After a whole month and a half of lectures about everything in the Middle East, they, they bring me deliberately in order to put some question marks about the, what those kids know. And uh, in, to question their ability to analyze the Middle East, being Israelis who grew up in the Israeli society, which is democratic, which is modern, which is individualistic, which is secular in most parts, how to analyze another society which is much more religious, much more tribal, much more traditional, and thinks in a totally different way from ours. How can you give a, an Israeli thinker, like in the intelligence, which we hope they think, uh, uh, the, the, the tools, how to understand a society and states which think in totally different way. By the way, the same problem is with Americans who try to understand the Middle East, whether the Iranians or the Arabs or others or Turks, uh, while they think like Americans right. and their, their, let's say, their concepts of life, of a scale of priorities, set of values, everything which they deem important might not be important in, in, this, in this world, in the Middle East. Or things which they don't think is important might be very important in the Middle East, and the whole scale of priorities is, is different. So this is the problem of, of also Israeli analysts and intelligence officers. So they, the course actually brings me towards the end of the course just to shake the people a little bit and to <laughs> give them this question mark, hey guys, don't think that you know much. Well, this, this one guy, as an officer and finalizing his training, you're the one that made the biggest impression on his background that he still carries with him today. Okay, I, I wish he carried it also when he's in his service and many others do as well, because we should always uh, be doubtful about what happens in other societies, because we, Israelis, Americans, do not carry enough tools in our toolbox to understand other cultures. Well, let's talk about one specific thing. You have a video that was broadcast, I guess, originally on Al Jazeera, your interview about Jerusalem and Jewish rights to Jerusalem, 
why is that specific story that you told so incredibly uh, reviewed all over the world? What is what was your thesis that made you so popular in that specific presentation? Well, I think that uh, on on uh, on the outside, uh, the fact that a Jew comes and tell a Muslim very powerful the Al Jazeera main broadcaster the the, the mastermind of Al Jazeera Jamal Rayyan the one who interviewed me uh, uh, tell him that we Jews were in Jerusalem where his forefathers were drinking wine burying their daughters alive and uh, worshipping idols and idolaters this is some kind of chutzpah this is some kind of needs courage and it needs knowledge add to this the uses of Arabic so they cannot uh, translate me or mistranslate me or distranslate me or uh, any way or other to, to manipulate what I say. Now, when you have all these things together, the, the Arabic, the knowledge, and the little chutzpah as well, I would say courage, uh, you actually give Jews, and this is why I think it went viral, because it, I would say that it straightened the back of many Jews all over the world. Those who are used to be bashed, those who are used, used to be uh, manipulated, those who are, are used to be hated by many others, all of a sudden comes an Israeli with knowledge, with Arabic and with some chutzpah. It gives the, this Muslim, who is very powerful, because with Al Jazeera later, they shook the whole Arab world and actually destroyed the Arab world as they did uh, 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 since the 2010 Al Jazeera. This was beforehand. So I think this is what made it viral that the fact that a Jew could stand in front of Al Jazeera and give them, as they say in Yiddish, in Zayn Taten Statnarein, means into their fathers, whatever. So this is uh, actually what, in my mind, because I, I read many of the uh, comments which were put on this, or email messages which were sent to me, you straightened our back, it's finally somebody, somebody saying the truth. Oh, thank you very much. O although there were some who didn't like it, because they didn't like the style of speaking. Un unfortunately, people do not know that the, the Arab media, compared to the English-speaking media, is like to compare um, a wrestling match with chairs and tables made of iron compared to ping-pong. Right. Uh, a lot more confrontational. <laughs> much, more, much more violent, much more uh, aggressive. Uh, aggressive. You know, one of the Arab journalists once described that the Arab screen is full of blood. The screen already is bleeding. Not only the pictures, the, the, the blood also pours into your, in, into your living room. This is how he, says, how he describes the Arab media. Because, you look, they have no problem showing parts of bodies, you know, after terror, terror attacks. You know, things which the ethics of journalism and uh, videotaping in Western media actually don't allow you to show a head or a hand or a leg. You don't show these things. You make the picture blurry when it happens. In the Arab media, they show it day and night. Of course, they say, hey, take the kids out of the screen. But they, they show it in, you know, when everybody's up. Who, who, who takes the kids out of the screen? Who can take the kids out of the screen? Right. So they say it only you know, to say it. But in, in, in the Arab media, actually, they show things which, uh, which uh, in Western media will never see. By the way, this might be one of the reasons why violence in the Arab world is so common thing, and they couldn't care less, because they see it day and night. Yeah, they're anesthetized. 
or, or right, they, they, it doesn't make any, any, any impression on anybody. This is why uh, figures like half a million people killed in Syria for the last seven years, um, which, you know, West, Westerners, when they hear it, they, they become troubled and, and, and shocked. And the Arab world, it doesn't make so much so much uh, truly a different concept of the value or lack of value of life lack of value of life lack of the value of the human being his health his well-being his life his happiness which in the western media is the holiest of the holiest right but uh, in in the arab world the, the the person the individual is nothing the tribe or the sect or the religion or the ethnic group arabs versus Kurds, for example is the important well let's 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 focus on that for a second what is it in the western mind that we don't understand that has allowed the sense of violent jihad to grow so explosively in the last several decades what don't we get that has allowed that to foster well first of all we don't get the fact that there are some people who would kill other people only because they have different religion because we are we, we grew up on the concept that Live and let live. Leave the others alone. Don't uh, mind your own business. Don't stick your nose into other other people's beliefs. And you know what? In in America or in, in the West, you can be on Friday. You can be a Muslim because you like to go to the mosque. On 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 Shabbat on Saturday, you can be a Jew because you like to go to the synagogue to hear the chazan. And on Sunday, you like so much the choir in the church. So you can be a Christian on Sunday. Who cares? Do whatever you like, as long as you don't hurt others. This is the boundary. Don't hurt others. Okay, so you can do whatever you like. Here in the Middle East, if you are if you are born Muslim, and people start to think that maybe you converted to either Judaism or Christianity, in many cases you will be slaughtered. Why? Because you betrayed Islam and you left Islam. You became a mutad, as they say in Arabic. And you, oh, look at this. And another another example. When your, let's say, 16-year-old Dora has a boyfriend and uh, her, the relations is too warm or becomes warm, you take her to a doctor, you know, man, you know, to make sure that she doesn't get pregnant and she, you know, she doesn't have any disease. Okay, you, you know, to protect her because her life and health is more important than anything else. In the Middle East, in too many cases, if somebody suspects that his 16-year-old girl has a boyfriend, he will slaughter her because she brings... Shame on the family. Okay? So this is the difference between the concept of the life and honor, of course, the, the role of honor versus life. Dr. Goddard, thank you so much. My pleasure. Such a pleasure to be with you in your beautiful sukkah. My pleasure. Thank you for joining us on Because You Asked. You can always contact me at barry at americantruthproject.org or go to our website where you can send a question, make comments, and you can always sign up for free so you never miss an important episode. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.